Okay, now I don't know lower, if I can do it. Lower, lower. This gotta yeah, come out of your throat. Down here, look at me, Matthew. Below the Adam's apple. I'm to Kenny in your beard. No, your, your beard. Go Kenny. deeper. Kenny. Go deeper. You have that. I, uh, you're running. Uh, give me uh, Sanders. Some, the uh, real uh, Sanders. Uh, in most cases, uh, in impeachment's most now going to keep you here. In most cases, wave the finger. In most cases, they're wrong. Does that place you? No, this is not. I still feel I'm too uh, well, high, and I'm not at Bernie's caliber yet. Planned out our schedule. I think you got to be like I think you got to be like that. Does that place you at a distinct disadvantage? What is our schedule? Fill your heart full of hate. I'm almost there right now. I don't want to pay a dime for health care. I'm almost there. How much is it? I don't know how much. You're going too high now. I don't know how much. Keep it down low. In, in some ways, it it's low. almost like an old Catskill comedian. You yeah, know, yeah. Almost like Chad, an old you can do it. Let, 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 let me be well, frank. Maybe. Don't Let's call me Frank right now. Don't stop pointing uh, your stop finger. Stop calling me Bernie when I would like to be Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on this. Is uh, I will. I, I will. See, now uh, you're going uh, back. Work up. Work you're going back. Yeah. I will be, work on this. This voice. John, you do it. I think John. I think I could. I don't want to be Frank either. I want to be That's it. No, you're a guy from Happy Days. That's that it. was weird. A guy from Happy Days? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sounds like I think John's closer. Because, Rook, you're doing somebody, but again, we don't know who we it is. We don't know who it is yet. I don't have one because I'm a Swede. <laughs> and no matter what, I sound like a Swede. <laughs> you're not even in the ballpark. No matter what, I'm I going sound to, like a Swede. I'm He's... going to take and go into town. <laughs> sound like a Yiddish farmer up in <laughs> Alexandria. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Garage Logic Podcast. Oh, yeah. oh. Number 331. Have we started the show? Have Feb... we started the show yet? Feb, 20... the show. Feb 26, 2020. <laughs> I, I give you these highs and lows for my own amusement. Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores brings That's you That's why I, I said that. I no, think we should talk over each other like the Democratic debate. <laughs> Just nonstop chatter where we I all have our we, we all have our own topic. Go decorate Please, the gym for the true. prom. That's not true. That's not true. Well, pick me next. Pick me next. <laughs> 64 degrees was the high on this day in 1896. Mm. And the very next year, in 1897, it was 21 below. Isn't that funny how nature works out there? You know what that, that is? That's more proof. That's more proof of absolutely nothing. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, Scott Johnson from the Powerline blog in studio. We're going to break down Ilhan Omar mm. because apparently he can, and uh, we'll put a, a number of things to rest. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Uh, that was a disheartening debate last night. Oh, God. I just the behavior. These are not likable people. What did you dislike most about it? Their behavior. Their child. Their children. Their yep. adult children. They're they're spoiled. They're entitled. They're uh, mean. Did you feel that the day that everybody was turning on Bernie, from what I'm reading in the paper, they did? Not nearly enough. I, I don't think. think yeah, I didn't not think nearly so. enough. Right. Not nearly enough. Did Bloomberg get a a, a pass as far as? Let me clear up something okay. on Bloomberg. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I wasn't going to do this right off the bat, but you know what? Why not? It's my podcast. Damn Your it. Podcast. <laughs> okay. Last night, uh, Warren who uh, really has it in for Bloomberg. I'd like to know the backroom scenarios there, why she seems to ma- have made herself the point person to, to get rid of Bloomberg. Is she acting on behalf of Bernie? I don't know. But in oh. any way, hmm. in any point, she, she got to Bloomberg last night by saying she brought up this uh, story, which is not true. I can get to that in a moment. She brought up this story how she got fired at the age of 21 as a special ed teacher, when she became visibly pregnant. She said they let her go. She was fired. And uh, 
At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it, the way Mayor Bloomberg is alleged to have said, Warren said. So she turns to Bloomberg and said, because I can't remember what the, the setup line for that was, something that... Uh, one uh, of his female employees. No, was, I know, but why did... Uh, uh, but in any event, Sanders says to Bloomberg, at least I didn't have a boss who said, kill it. Well, there's a couple of ways to look at that. If Bloomberg said that's appalling, it's okay. it's yep. horrid, it's horrid. He denies it categorically. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more interested in Warren's duplicitness. She's the most pro-abortion candidate in the field. Oh. And and hmm. and she she has she has voted against the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. You know what that is? If a if an infant survives the abortion, mm-hmm. the Dems don't want any medical treatment provided. They, they're evil people. They're evil. And and yet but she wants to signal her virtue by saying to Bloomberg, well at least I didn't have a boss who said kill it, meaning the meaning the baby. And again, that, I'm not defending Bloomberg saying right. that. That's horrid if, in fact, he said it. That's that's unacceptable. I was waving my hand like Bernie there. Yes. Yeah. I see your hand is out. That's not that's not Bernie. He's still working on it. Got to be lower. Got to be lower. Got to be lower. So uh, she didn't vote yesterday on the Survivor Act because she wasn't doing her job. She was in South Carolina. That that's that always leads me down the road of wondering why these well, they live in a different rail. Yep, they get to do whatever they want. They get away with whatever they want. Uh, when I was twenty one years old, I got a job as a special education teacher. I loved that job. Warren said, "This is during the debate." And by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. The principal wished me luck and gave my jobs to someone else. Pregnancy discrimination, you bet. But I was twenty one years old. I didn't have any union to protect me. I didn't have any federal law on my side, so I packed up my stuff. And I went. Warren has told versions of that story a number of times, but minutes from an April 21st, 1971 meeting of the meeting of the Riverdale, New Jersey Board of Education obtained by the Washington Free Beacon showed that the board unanimously agreed to grant her a contract for the following year. Minutes from another meeting on June 16 of that year reflected that Warren resigned and that her resignation was accepted with regret. Back when she was a Harvard Law professor, Warren told a different story regarding how she came to leave the first teaching job. I was married at 19 and then graduated from college at the University of Houston after I'd married, Warren said in an interview posted to YouTube in 2008. My uh, year, my first year post-graduation, I worked. It was in a public school system, but I worked with the children uh, of disabilities. I did that for a year, and then that summer I actually didn't have the education courses, so I was on an emergency certificate, it was called. I went back to graduate school and took a couple of courses in education and said, I don't think this is going to work out for me. I was pregnant with my first baby, so I had a baby and stayed at home for a couple of years, and I was really casting about thinking, what I'm, what am I going to do? So this liar... This fraud is claiming that she got fired because she was pregnant when minutes of the school board show that that is not what happened. Wow. Uh, and yet she, and then she, so she takes the shot at, uh, at Bloomberg last night. Now, yesterday, uh, Senate Democrats voted Tuesday to block legislation that would have required physicians to provide uh, a care to a, a child who survives an abortion. I don't know how often that happens. I bet it's infrequently. Uh, Republican Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska sponsored the bill, which needed the support of 60 senators in order to advance. 
ahead of the vote, Sass took to the Senate floor to lambast Democrats attempting to paint his legislation as an abortion bill. The piece of legislation we're voting on today, the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, is not about abortion, Sass said, according to the National Review. The bill we're voting on doesn't change anyone's access to abortion. It doesn't have anything to do with Roe versus Wade. It's about babies who are already born. Uh, Sass pointed to CNN's coverage of the measure where the outlet described his bill as requiring abortion providers to work to preserve the life and health of a fetus that was born following an attempted abortion as they would for a newborn baby. Well, if it's born, uh, why are you calling it a fetus? If it's if it's out of the chute there, right. it's a baby. a baby. It's a right. baby. Right? It's alive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, the Nebraska Republican added, there is nothing in the bill that's about abortion. Nothing. It's about infanticide. infanticide. That's the actual legislation. In the end, the tally was 56-41 with every vote coming against from Democrats. Isn't that something? Uh, three senators crossed party lines. Democrat Senators Joe Manchin, Doug Jones, and Bob Casey. Uh, no smoking in the Metrodome. No. <laughs> Different one, but this this behavior of Warren cannot possibly surprise you. Well, she's a liar. Well, yeah. she's she's the one that lied for months or Notorious. years about being Native American, right? right. Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the I don't know how you draw these lines of distinction between uh, a child that survives an abortion. I don't know how that would happen. Uh, and again, I would imagine it's infrequent. Hmm. But isn't that then a child? I mean, it's a child. Along, it's a, to me, it's a child, you know, from the get-go. But once you see it, and there it is, and it's saying, hey, uh, scrape the stuff out of right, me. I want right. to start crying. Isn't that a baby? That's a baby. I wonder if it has anything to do with partial birth. I have no idea. But anyway, she's a fraud. They're all frauds. They're all adult children. It was, it was just reprehensible behavior. I, I couldn't stay with it past an hour because then I got to see Miles Davis. If this was your party, the Democratic Party, who who do you possibly root for in this scenario? Well, I, I think it's becoming the party of of the progressives. It's I don't think I don't think that they're hiding that anymore. I think it's I think they are bent on the destruction of this country as we know it. This is we are witnessing the uh, the evolving mystery uh, sooner than we ever anticipated, and the mystery is to turn this country into a country that's not this country, hmm. and it's happening right before our very eyes. And no one would uh, cement that. No one would cement the end of the country more than Bernie Bernie Sanders. Oh, my God, yes. Followed by Elizabeth Warren, followed by Bloomberg. I'm ranking them in my head as I go. Okay. Followed by... Moody? What about Tommy? You include Tommy? Uh, fo- or followed by Steyer, followed by the Booter, mm-hmm. followed by Klobuchar, who's by no means moderate. I think she's not looking good in that award. That, I don't think she looked good last night. Well, no. basically, the headline today was they're expecting her to drop off. Well, she soon. never even said anything for the first she, 10 was, minutes. She took her shot at Bernie. Yeah. She took her shot at Bernie um, did, saying he's not he's not electable. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be good for this Did country. she frantically raise her hand, though? Yeah. Because maybe nobody called She them. was raising. <laughs> okay. They all, okay. And they like when they shake it. Just they to, didn't go after Bernie hard enough. Yeah, I didn't think at all. No, they'd not go one after two, Bernie. One hard or enough. two mentions, and that was it. They tried to get him on his uh, affection for Castro, but he he seemed to have survived that. 
uh, he's a he's a bad man. He's a Marxist communist. He's not a Northern European socialist. He's a he's a Marxist. He's a commie, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not the way America was ever intended to be. And he just hates success. He hates achievement. He hates wealth. Uh, For other people, he's never made an attempt to create any himself. <laughs> He's not accomplished a thing, and he's appealing to people. Do we really know that, though? Yes, he's going to appeal to every college student that doesn't want to have uh, any college debt or doesn't want to pay any tuition to a university. But the numbers were way off for Hillary Clinton, way off for President Trump. Are, are, are we sure that there is this mass movement, or is he like the, the trans-GBTL people that are just shouting the loudest so they're yeah. getting all the pop? Is he just you know making the most noise? Yeah, yeah, I do. We don't know what kind of hardcore numbers. And, and you trust a poll. I don't trust He's poll. also appealing, though, to the, to the, health, the, the really loud health care people because of the free health care nonsense he's been spouting. Like her, like her, just like Ann Coulter, she had a really pointed observation. She said, Bernie's, Bernie doesn't bother me in the least because he'll never get anything done. Warren's the one who will get things done because she'll come up with 17 plans a day and you don't go home until they're implemented. Right. Bernie can't accomplish anything because he never has. Hmm. Doesn't know the meaning of hard work. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It's now, Warren I, who scares the hell out of me. The other thing about all those people is, say Bernie was elected mm-hmm. the presidency, you have to work with Congress. Well, he's well, he's pretty much gone after both sides, Democrat or Republican, at this point. Yep. How much cooperation is he going to get? So even if the House is democratically controlled, they're probably going to be prone to not work with him. I would assume there would be some that would not work with him, yes. And if he does get elected, wouldn't we be correct in assuming that the House is going to turn Republican uh, the next, in two years from yes. now? It's usually the way it happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we're in a really dreadful spot, though, watching these creeps last night. Well, wouldn't it be fun? I'm going to get in trouble. The orange man, you got the orange man. Well, that's why why I'm going to get in trouble. Wouldn't it be nice if we had somebody running against them this year that, you know, you didn't have to sit and go uh, about? What would be nice if the two sides weren't just so polarizing and so far apart? Uh, and, And you mean to tell me? Check this out. Check this out. You are going to go pause. You mean to tell me (laughs) that the Democrats can't come up with a a figure, be it man or woman, black or white, I don't care. They can't come up with someone of character and nobility and and stature. Because look at the guy they're taking on. They can't come up with a voice of rationality and adulthood and reason. They have to wait till the next election because uh, he'll be available then, and his name is Bob Iger. Bob Iger, is that the Disney the guy, Disney guy? Disney stepping guy. down from Disney, and he's uh, he's an independent at this point. He worked for Hillary. He also worked for President uh, Trump, and now he has declared himself an independent, and he has uh, risen from. I'm not going to say rags uh, because his father was doing all right, but. He's a, he's a made man, and he worked his way up to uh, to the top. He started working for ABC Studios TV in the early seventies as a set decorator. You want another yeah. guy from the entertainment industry? I don't. 
You don't think so? I don't know anything about Iger, but... Well, uh, he at least ran a business. Yeah. And quite successful, right. I might add. But let's, let's just stick to right now. It, isn't it amazing? Oh, it's too late. No, I know. But isn't it amazing that they that they didn't think to themselves, we none of this is going to work? Or did they just see that it didn't matter? That I don't no know. matter who they throw out there, Trump's going to annihilate them not, in the election? Not necessarily. Uh, what, yeah, if, what if they had had... A, a person, a human of character. <laughs> These people don't have any character. <clears throat> They're is, all boilerplate frauds. Is this a reaction to Trump being in the White yes, House? Yes, I think so. Because I, I was Their behavior, I think, is a reaction to Trump being in the White House. With as much money as Bloomberg yes, has, and yes. he's basically funding his own campaign personally, why didn't he run as an independent? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and would you say the reason Trump got the nomination four years ago is because the rest of the people running were basically just empty suits? Well, I, see, I thought John Kasich was as good a candidate as you could find in either party. And he, the Republican Party basically went, see ya, yeah. to him. But do you yeah. believe now, when you, will that human of character ever step forward again in this country when you see, <laughs> when you see this clown show you have to enter? And, and you and your life put under a microscope like this, you think any man, woman of character will ever stand up and say, "Look, I'm here for the right reason. I really care about the United States. I love it. I'm not here to squabble." Well, they'd be, be torn to shreds. Yeah, they'll be torn to shreds. Either torn to shreds or just routinely ignored. Yeah. Just shut up, go away. Yep. Yeah. Twenty twenty four, the Carter Fry ticket. Oh, Jesus. okay. I was get him out of St. Paul and Minneapolis. <laughs> That's true. I was oh, thinking boy. 2024, you know, Don Jr. ticket. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh. All right, I'm going to go. We'll see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, you ain't going anywhere. You do that again. I'm going to give out your cell phone. Are there any bushes left? Do we have any bushes yeah, left? I have some kids. Somewhere. I just, yeah, I just read about uh, what it would, whose son would it be? Uh, I don't know. But he, anyway, he's in Texas. He's you get starting him. his political you, career. You Crawford. And the, uh, shockingly enough, the Republican Party uh, is going after him. What's, How about what's Joe? left of the Republican Party? How about old Party? Uncle Joe said 150 million people have been killed by guns We're in this country dead. since 2007. That's, That's half the country. That's amazing. But Uncle Joe also thinks he's running for the U.S. Senate. Right. Yeah. So. But, and no one called him out on that in the stage. Well, he's Uncle Joe. Just ignore him. I know. It. What it told me something. Yeah. They're all so prepossessed that they're not paying attention. Exactly. You, that was the biggest smart-ass moment one of them oh, could have had. Oh, they could have had a... Uh, excuse Joe, me, wait Joe. a minute, Joe. Yeah, 150 numbers. million? What's that, 3,000 a minute? <laughs> Since 2017. Don't worry, he's going to drift off to sleep here any second. Oh. Man. There was an Onion headline that said, Joe desperately hoping that he's dropped or drops out of the race. I think that was this morning or last night. 150 million people have been killed by guns. Wow. That's 150 a lot. million. That's a lot. But that's, uh, I, I, I said to myself, that can't be right. Yeah. I bet that's not right. Yeah. Huh? Crawford. I'm not going to try to do the math on it. You know what Crawford reminds me of? A crustacean that's driving a vehicle. <laughs> Crawford. <laughs> Crawford. Too bad you can't do a Bernie. You know what? Let's rip Rook right now. Here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Just a minute. I like that. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like when people other than us rip Rook. Thick skin. Thick it's, skin. It's my. Right it's our jobs to rip. Yeah, Rook. but we didn't catch it. Oh. Uh-oh. So we have to rely on our listeners. No, it's because we're fact based. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Uh, Alan Fram in Moundsview. 
I'm sure I won't be the first or the last to point out Rookie never disappoints. When you were discussing Mount Shasta in California, Rookie asserted that it was just 3,600 feet tall. Well, wrong again. Mount Shasta is 14,180 feet tall. Is that right? It's funny, I was looking at where Mount Shasta was, but I didn't bother checking the elevation. Mm-hmm. I just I was thinking. I don't know Shasta where you pop. came up with thirty six hundred. I, I thought it was fifty six hundred. No, I said I reported thirty six, I remember that, but I don't remember why they said thirty six hundred <laughs> feet above sea level. I remember reading that. Was this on yesterday's program? <clears throat> well that means yes. the base of the mountain yeah. could be thirty yeah. six hundred feet above Maybe sea level. Maybe it moved. Well, Maybe it was well, up. This well, guy's emailed me plenty of times. I'm going to bet on him. I it, I pull up I pull up Mount Shasta right now. Yeah, and it does say an elevation of fourteen thousand one hundred seventy nine feet. But why would I have? Yeah, where did you get thirty six? I would have caught that yesterday, yeah. but I wasn't here. You well, here. he that's, didn't just yeah. pull it out of his fanny. I mean, he read it somewhere. You know what? Though that's the first thing that pops up. <laughs> The elevation. As soon as I put Mount Shasta right, in right yeah. there. I think yeah. I was... Um, Sorry, Matt. You're Count gonna to, Shasta. You're going to have to... He was an old Transylvanian. Uh, <laughs> Count Shasta. Liked, uh, was there a pop called Shasta? Shasta. Oh, yeah. was. Oh. Shasta. Well, it has said, to be Shasta. Basically said you didn't have any money. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, there was the poor people. Poor pop. people's pop. That's what we drank when I was a kid all the time. Yeah. Cherry Cola. Their Cherry Cola was pretty good. Yeah, it's way Orange. down in the bottom. You know, they have Orange. those price points. I've never seen a can of Shasta. We used to get it at the old Bonanza Food Mart in Faribault all the time. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. You, you Let's take a, a break here. We were, for my family was bucks. so poor. How we had Shasta. Poor How poor? We couldn't afford Shasta. We had to drink Casta. <laughs> wow. Anyway, here's a break. Make sense? No. Wow. It was an off-brand, cheaper brand. The the Earth is beep, not beep, your mother. Beep, the Joe Souchere Show. Beep, beep. It was nice yesterday you weren't here, Reavers. We didn't have to hear this song. Uh, y'all, I'm telling my kid. Y'all, it's not Dill's fault. Dill's great. It's the guy pushing the buttons who hits the same song at the same time every day like he's working at an AOR radio station. Anyway, uh, here in the Midwest, we have, we have a fine tradition of not talking about how much we've paid for things. I think everybody agrees on that. If somebody asks how much that car costs, we sidestep it with the typical, oh, I got a really good deal, or, or uh, oh, I literally stole it from the guy. Never we will not Yeah, we will not talk about prices. I say it's okay to ask about money if it involves something you purchase from our favorite gun shop, DKMags.com. They're your home right up there on Old 8 in New Brighton. Hopefully you already know DK Mags. They already have the best prices around, and if they can price match, they can actually price match nearly all firearms and accessories. So if you see something listed elsewhere for less, don't worry. And even if it's one of these... And I love these deals, these special members-only deal. You become a member of our of our, uh, of our mail-order joint, and we'll give you Club. a better price. Yeah, Don't be fooled by that, GLers. Get the price. Call DK Mags. Look them up on the internet. Or even go up to you old, uh, old 8 and talk to them in person. I guarantee you they're going to do the best they can for you. DK Mags wants to ensure that you are getting the best value for your money every time. You know what I'm saying? I think I do. More bang for your buck. More bang for your buck. That's what I'm saying. Don't forget about Monticello Pun and Gun, uh, another valued member of the DK Mags family right up there in Cello. They're GLers, and they're the best little gun shop around, dkmags.com. 
The uh, list of the world's dirtiest cities is out. Ooh. It's a list you never want to be on. No. And no American cities on it, uh, which leads me to wonder, why don't the the people who are so hysterical worry about uh, India, China, Southeast Asia? I just saw something. In Several Asia. Chinese cities, including Beijing, have dramatically improved their air quality, while Indian metropolises remain some of the world's most polluted. Beijing has reduced smog levels and dropped down in a list of the world's most polluted cities, falling to 199 from 84 three years ago. According to the 2019 World Air Quality Report, uh, published Tuesday by IQ Air Air Visual. I don't know what that is. In contrast, India still dominate the list with one of the smoggiest urban areas, accounting for 14 of the top 20 cities are in India. Wow. So so did it make a lot of sense for Greta to stand in the clean, cool <laughs> air of North Dakota? Well, were there were, were there no pollution for thousands of miles around? No, it was a pipeline deal, wasn't uh, it? I yeah. saw this uh, yeah. this uh, fact: breathing the air in Mumbai, India, for one day is the equivalent of smoking two and a half packs of cigarettes. So why don't the activists go there, or why don't the activists call for their heads? Why is it always America? They ain't got no money over there. They don't have a big enough checkbook. No. Despite government policies meant to address the problem, New Delhi's air quality has fallen from where it was five years ago to the fifth worst spot globally and making it by far the world's most polluted major city. The worst-ranked city, uh, Gaziabad, is a Delhi suburb, as are a number of others ranked separately in the top 20. India, China, and other Asian countries remain disproportionately affected by toxic air as a result of... Uh, factors ranging from crowded cities, vehicular exhaust, coal-fired power plants, agricultural burning, and industrial emissions. Why aren't you activists there? <laughs> Why is it here? Why are you worried about us? We're so clean compared to the rest of the world? Why isn't somebody smarter than you figured that out and brought it to the world? Well, they know it. They just don't. There's no uh, There's no uh, publicity to be gained by standing around in uh, Gaziabad and, and holding a sign saying, you know, the end is near. Coughing. Yeah, coughing. <laughs> right. Uh, so where was the president? He was just in New Delhi, right? Isn't that the capital of India? Or is uh, that Mumbai? He was in India. Let me see He was in New Delhi, I think. I don't. Is he, he's home because he's going to give a press conference tonight. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, uh, coronavirus, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. which the headlines just get more and more brutal every day. He was in um, New Delhi. Uh, let's see. That's not important. Okay. Uh, he's back, and he's gonna. Uh, he said he'll discuss the coronavirus threat at a White House news conference, uh, 5 p.m. our time. He's been saying that he's that he's been seeking to minimize fears of the virus. Uh, saying we got it under control, everything's great. Uh, the CDC warned on Tuesday that American public to prepare for an outbreak of the disease, which has spawned more than 80,000 cases around the world, but relatively few so far in the U.S. Uh, Trump said the coronavirus situation is very well under control in our country. The administration has asked Congress for an additional <coughs> $2.5 billion to spread development of vaccine. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, this will end up being a fight between the Democrats and Trump because I suppose he's not asking for enough, and uh, this will this will become another clown show. Uh, and I guess uh, Trump does have uh, people working on his behalf on the radio, nationally syndicated radio hosts, uh, saying that uh, this is all a, a stage by the Chinese, and it's really nothing more than a common cold. Mm. I, I don't. Uh, 
I don't think I want to buy that. <laughs> I, I, I'm prepared to believe that it's more than the common cold. I went to his Twitter account just to see if he was offering up the president's Twitter account to see if he was offering up the information you were looking mm-hmm. for. But he retweeted a photo that Piers Morgan apparently put out on there in which every candidate last night is raising their hand and yelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for your last comment, I think we give one of these. Uh, we don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's tonight at 5 our time. I'm gonna, okay. I'll have to watch that because he's, if nothing else, he's entertaining. Yes. Yes. Right? And he's going to have CDC people there, so it'll oh. be interesting to see. Then you, back that, to my air quality yeah, story. Yeah, there's one piece there, I, or one paragraph I wanted you to read. Uh, uh, it, what, in Beijing, it's a priority when they Indian see, Prime Minister, his government has won praise for promoting solar power and improving emission yeah, standards. Yeah, boy. <laughs> it has handed out millions of gas can, canisters to reduce the number of families using smoky household cooking fires. In January of last year, the government also launched the National Clean Air Program. But these measures haven't had a serious effect on... Uh, on the increased coal power plant usage, dust left by the thousands of under-regulated construction sites and exhaust for millions of new cars and motorcycles. Air quality experts have also criticized the national program for lacking strong enforcement and funding. Uh, you also have another major problem in India where they need uh, sanitation. Yeah. They, they need uh, indoor plumbing, shall well, we a, say. It's a third world country. If it ain't America, in my mind, it's third world country. <laughs> this isn't important. I got two points here. He was in Ahmedabad, India, where he met with the president. That's irrelevant. What is relevant is the white pantsuit that the first lady wore. I, I noted that. Uh, Very which, attractive. Uh, yeah. And I love this uh, this article you were quoting out of the Star Tribune. They lifted it from Bloomberg. They ran on. They trotted out a picture from 2017 where you can't see 50 feet in front of you. The smog is just <laughs> laying on the ground, and there's like 50 feet visibility. Is that the picture with the cow? Yeah. 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 It's just awful. Uh-huh. In fact, I, I'm looking at this photo a little bit closer. What I didn't notice was that Bernie has both hands raised. Yeah, he always does. <laughs> Please pick me. Pick me. You don't have to worry about uh, car exhaust with a new car from Schmel's Countryside. Really? These things are ahead of the curve now. The automobile manufacturers, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Volkswagen, in Countryside's case, uh, they're, not, they're not producing the cars of 50 years ago. Hmm. These are as high-tech as you can get, high-mileage, clean, efficient. They're fantastic. You crank her up, you don't see a plume of no, smoke? No, no. Certified pre-owned VW TDIs get a two-year unlimited mileage warranty. The Alfa Romeos are being cleared. The 2019s are cleared out to make room for the 2020s. The uh, Fiats are getting cleared out, the 2019s, with discounts up to $5,000 off on the 124 Spider. And they have a great selection of manual transmission 124 Spiders. The 2020 Volkswagen Tiguans are on the ground and ready for delivery. And remember, Countryside doesn't own 15 stores. This is it. So they put their heart and soul into these three brands, all of which I've owned, all of which I've enjoyed, and I will continue to uh, get my cars and trucks and SUVs. I guess not trucks, but SUVs at Countryside. It's on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61 in uh, in Maplewood, and I've told you, if you're in that 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 expensive SUV category, the Jag F-Pace, Audi Q5, Benz GLC, BMW X3, you really, really, really need to you need to owe it to yourself to go price 
uh, an Alfa Romeo Stelvio, which is what I'm driving. There are so many putrid sedans on the mm-hmm. highway right now that all look alike. Not you, the Alfa Romeo Julia. That's the, the best ju- looking car in the world. Yeah, it's the Julia. It's just it's just such a for a four door sedan. Yeah. It's just sexy. That's proper. It's a it, proper driving. That's car. yes. That's the, the proper, proper driving. That's, that's the term. Like uh, Schmelz, S-C-H-M-E-L-Z, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. Uh, please tell the uh, the guys and gals at uh, uh, Schmelz Countryside that you heard about them on the GL podcast. Vinegar. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. A date has been set for the upcoming strike that educators have planned against St. Paul Public Schools. The president of the St. Paul Federation of Educators Local 28, Nick Faber, said Wednesday the strike will take place on March 9th. Last week, nearly two-thirds of the roughly 3,550 members voted, and of those who voted, 82% voted to strike. The move to strike comes after a dispute over contract negotiations. The bargaining team said its three main priorities are a fully staffed mental health team in every building, more multilingual staff, and additional educators supporting students with special needs. St. Paul Public School Superintendent Joe Gothard said the district is prepared to negotiate, said he has asked the bargaining team to clear their calendars, including nights and weekends, so negotiations can happen. But, you know, their demands... um it has to do with what you have been saying, Joe. When you have been preaching to uh, students, families, uh, African Americans, Asians, whoever, uh, don't treat my child differently. See, they need to bring these behavior people in because these kids have no rules and they have no limits, and and they they don't have the wherewithal. So they'll kick, punch, swear, and so, then they have to call behavior to come in because the teachers can't touch them. But doesn't the child have to respect the authority figure that is trying to teach this new behavior? Hell no. No, no, no I, I mean, in theory, I, yes. I mean, in order for the lessons to stick, that kid needs to get that learning in the house from somebody yeah. he respects that's, that's and loves. It's not happening. Mom and dad. And, and, and it's not happening. It's not happening at it's all. But then happening. they come to school and they don't know how to act. And they, they don't have enough behavior. Right, you're basing hand. this on some knowledge. Uh, some knowledge, yes. yes. Right. But, but, but it, it clicked with me yesterday when I learned what they were striking about. It's what you have said. Don't tell little Jimmy um, there's no consequences for, for being a bad. Yeah. There has to be consequences. And yeah. w- will that work? Well, that at least they'll have the behavior people in there. See, the behavior people come in, then they take the student out, and the student's still missing class. So he's not going to get any smarter. But will it work in the wrong run, long run, Matthew? Because we're talking about really young kids, right? First, second, third. Uh, elementary so, school. And by the time they hit 13, they're driving around doing crime, shooting people. That's the, uh, that's, that's the plan. That, that's what's going to happen. Have you seen the video uh, from Cleveland, uh, sort of related, of the six-year-old? No. Being handcuffed, yes. basically? Yes. By, by the uh, school officer? Yeah. Uh, any thoughts? Well, explain it yes. to me. I have not seen the, it. The child uh, was... What did he do? And... It was a she. The child, okay. it was a she, and she kicked the teacher in the knees, one of those things, uh-huh. and hit out, whatever, and it got taken to the office. And when the school officer came in, 
I wanted to take her down to the station and took the twist ties and put her hands behind her back and twist tied them. And she was, you know. Was she resisting? No, but she was crying. <laughs> she was, why do you have to do this? It seems, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have an answer. All right. I was just curious. If you'd seen it. Suits. I, don't, I, well, seen I it think, I think, uh, what do I know? I mean, uh, you know. You want to go back to abortion talk? No. <laughs> right. No. Uh don't call me now. I say that's a that's a bit of an overreaction. That's kind of that was my uh, yeah. take on it. Maybe um, maybe one step, you know, that you didn't. When need. was that story, right. John? Um, well, the story it's been all the, over the interwebs. The video has come out in the last day or two, although it happened a while ago. I was going to say because I'm seeing a story from last September. He, the fi- fella has been fired apparently since then. Hmm. He was a former police officer, okay. retired, and. Uh, uh, he uh, was at the school. Uh, Sounded okay. like he snapped a gasket. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, seemed uh, under, con- I mean, he wasn't Thank acting, you. but it was, yeah. You yeah. snap a belt, blow a gasket. Yeah, blow a gasket. Blow yeah. a gasket. Snapped a belt. President Trump said he'll discuss the coronavirus threat at a White House news conference Wednesday, a day after he sought to minimize fears of the virus spreading widely across the U.S., the president tweeted that representatives from the CDC and others would prevent, uh, would join him, excuse me, at the late afternoon appearance. Trump and members of the administration have been sending mixed messages about the virus. The CDC on Tuesday warned the American people uh, to prepare for an outbreak of the disease, uh, saying it could be bad. But before he flew home from India on Tuesday, uh, Trump said the coronavirus situation is, quote, very well under control well, in our country. Okay, I read Hello. that whole dumb story this morning, and he might be right, isn't he? Fifth, did I read 50, only 54 cases in the United it's States? Eight, 89 as of this morning. In the United States? Yes, in the United States. Well, you kind of have to agree with Trump, don't you? That's under control, isn't it? Uh, what do you uh, think uh, I am, a doctor? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> I guess Mike, what the answer is, what's, what's the definition of under control? I mean, is it... A hundred, a thousand, ten thousand? I, I mean, where do we go from there's being... No, there would be no definition of under control. And if there's 89 cases now, that's 89 there more cases than there was two weeks ago. Okay, excuse me, Mr. Sanders, your hand is raised. Joe, do you have a number? Do you have a number? <laughs> I don't what have a num- number. The number? Yes. Uh, uh, ten thousand. Seven, seven, five. Or more anger. More anger? More yeah. bitterness. Yes. Joe, do you have a number? I can't get down that low. You can't... Uh, you don't quite have it. You don't it's quite have it. From what? Bo- Is there a number? It's coming from below the Adams Act. It's coming from way down. It's like you got to have something in your mouth. He has down. an underbite, a, and he's got a, a lot of spit in his mouth. So yeah. that's where. It's from right here. Right down here. you got to be from right down here. you got to have it right down here. I he's think Hype's no, got to be the John, guy that works on it. I think you're closer. Thank you for doing my job. Bastard. I like Johnny, too. Bastard. Democratic challengers went after frontrunner Bernie Sanders during Tuesday night's debate. Uh, the debate, if you watched it, was marred repeatedly by candidates interrupting one another, uh-huh. talking over each other, ignoring the moderator's efforts to bring some order to the evening. Sanders' rivals landed blows throughout the debate on issues litigated in past forums and on some newly raised. And uh, Sanders' performance, he was on the defensive at many points, whether it was on uh, his Medicare for All plan, gun issue records, or more recently, his comments about Fidel Castro's Cuba. The key, the key to programs. a Sanders, the key to a Sanders is the pronunciation of words. The, the word clear, for example, he would say clear, clear, clear. clear. Share, share. Not quite clear. He does clear. do the, he does do the quite er clear. for an A to a he, Cuba. He, he's terribly colloquial. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's an exaggerated buffoonery almost. Buffoonery. We're not entirely clear, clear on not this. Entirely clear. 
Cleo. Uh, uh, one other clear. thing about the debate, if you watched it. I, I watch an hour of it. it. It's not correct to run an ad for one of the candidates during the ad break. I noticed that. They took, a, they took a commercial yeah. break and there's a Bloomberg ad. In the middle of the debate. You know what that is? That's savvy. Yeah. He's a marketer. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> wow. Uh, meanwhile, Sanders' growing momentum in the Democratic presidential race has put mounting pressure on our very own Senator Amy Klobuchar to drop out of the race. She's shown no sign that she'll quit the race ahead of Saturday's South Carolina primary or next week's Super Tuesday when voters in 14 states, including Minnesota, go to the polls. She said Monday night at a fundraiser at a Charleston steakhouse, we're very excited about the road ahead. Uh, we now know we talked about that fire in Alexandria yesterday. We know the businesses that were destroyed. Yeah, one of them said tattoo. RM tattoo. Yeah. 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 Joe, Joe, just keep your mouth shut. All right. Why, why would that be bad? I'm, I'm well, I mean, you know, tat- Joe, Main Joe, Street, uh, you Joe, get a tattoo shop. Joe, yeah. Joe, I think it's great. I'm going to get my there's tattoos. A, there's a lovely <laughs> tattoo shop on Danoka's Main Street. Joe, is there? Yeah, I, don't, I see you don't have any tattoos. I don't, but members of my family do. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I have another candidate that would like to weigh in on Sanders. Hi there. Yeah, I have two questions. My first is for Senator Sanders. I couldn't have the question. Yeah, I didn't ask it yet, Bernie. So listen, you've been pretty vague in the past, but how exactly are you going to break up the big banks? You mean a big bank breakup? Yeah, a big bank breakup. Yeah, break them up! <laughs> See, he's high-pitched. Yeah, yeah, he is. But he looks like him, though. But he can, he can, oh. he's Larry David. He can get away with it. Yeah, break them up. The other business is destroyed in the fire. Uh, Rappers Eatery and Ale, Charlie's Bazaar, and Little Darling's Children's Boutique, all in the 500 block of Broadway. Amy Lesnar, owner of the Creative Touch Boutique, said those buildings are so old, it's a rich history in downtown. The Runestone Museum, which is about three to four blocks from the fire, was not affected I've by the I've been to the Runestone Museum. Yeah. It has a theme problem. It's right by uh, Big Ole. There's a theme problem in the Runestone Museum. Okay. Well, I mean, they've got, the, you know, an antique telephone, uh, the Runestone some snowshoes, <laughs> a Civil War uniform. Gift shop? There's, there's, well, it's a museum. real hard for me to put the whole thing together. <laughs> it's a museum. Yeah. It's, it's the history of what, Alexandria? But it's supposed to be the history of the runestone. Uh, well, no. That's, it's just, gotta, that's over there in the corner, and then you got to see some fishing rods. You know, piece. Yeah. Is that where the inspiration for the that's, Runestone Cowboys no. that song came that's from? That's the draw. <laughs> that's a different was, uh, spelling. When I was a kid, virtually all, all of your shopping was down, uh, done in downtown Alexandria. Yeah. All of it. Clothes, shoes, food, everything. That's the way life used to be. And then it all migrated out to the freeway. Yeah. And you'd think that the downtown would die, but then all these small mom and pop shops moved in. and. It really it's it's flourished yeah. as far as I can tell, and in in the uh, summer, oh my God, there's a traffic well, it's jam. Lake country every day. There's a traffic. What jam. do you mean shop wise? Like a, a Betty's Cafe, or is it eateries, or is it the right t-shirts? now? Yeah, it, b- boutiques and t-shirts okay. and gifts and antiques, antique and stores, all of this no. stuff that you, that thrives in the summer in Lake Country towns. Probably selling a lot of old barn wood, I would imagine. Well, huh? even in smaller. <laughs> Even smaller <laughs> suburbs that works here, Hopkins, Anoka, Carver, all like that too. Yeah, where this do you shop? Really, really interesting. I don't know. Carver, they got God. the, Negr- uh, the uh, gas station down in Carver. Between uh, between Joe's attitude and Reaver's runestone <laughs> cowboy joke, 
I just want to go home. Yeah. And my poor Bernie Sanders impersonation. It's not, it's not good. No. Like a ruined stone cowboy. I'm going to skip that story. It's Lent. Is that Glenn Campbell? A, uh, yes, stone, that's Glenn Campbell. The ruined stone cowboy. A bunch of people were dislocated there, or whatever the word is. They lived in the apartment. They lived and, upstairs. And, yeah, well, that's not pleasant. It's not dislocated. What's the word? Relocated? Uh, I don't Displaced. 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 Thank you. There Displaced. You <laughs> During Lent, Catholics are called on to give up something like sweets or uh, oh, beer, maybe sometimes. Mm. Well, on Wednesday, Pope Francis added a modern twist to the list of things to quit during the season. He said, quit insulting people on social media. He, he might as well have emailed Royce this. Yeah. Stop trolling is what he you said. You know what? I think that's going to be my Lenten give up. <laughs> I know I'm not going to make it till 8 o'clock tonight. So far, I've made it. Every Lent, I start out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you're all right right now. I'm 12 hours and 40 minutes into it. Let's see how... But you went to church today. I did. I went to so, Holy Trinity Mass at 8.30 So this that's morning. pretty good. Yeah. The Pope made his appeal to tone things down while speaking to tens of thousands of people at St. Peter's Square for his general audience on Ash Wednesday. Lent, he said, is a partially improvised, impartially improvised remarks. He said, is a time to give up useless words, gossip, rumors, tittle-tattle, and speak to God on a first-name basis. We live in an atmosphere polluted by too much verbal violence, too many offensive and harmful words, which are amplified by the Internet. I, I'm with him on this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it's by his first name? Are you kidding me? You know what? Hey, Hank, uh, come on down. Do you guys see Royce's response? Yep. What a prude. <laughs> <laughs> Violating the Pope's personal request to Royce. Right. Wow. He's already out. <laughs> yeah. he's this this Pat's the theory that he's attended so many First Fridays that he's... That's He's one of his, That's one of his theories. Yeah, that and he has relatives named, you know, what uh, Germans? Uh, no, the, Aunt uh, Peggy. Yeah, but first uh, Fridays. Irish name. Uh, uh, McDonough. Is that McDonough? Yes, McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, but also for Lent, Pat is covered because he says, "I gave up drinking in 1981, <laughs> so I'm uh, I don't have to do anything more every Lent." <laughs> yes. In Wisconsin, uh, Waukesha. Or Wakisha, as I said once. Police on Monday afternoon received calls a woman was performing a spiritual ritual on a dead possum in the road. <laughs> Jeez, that's fantastic. At the intersection of Springdale wow. and Blue Mound, the woman who apparently stopped and got out of her car when she saw the possum threw goldfish, you know, the, the crackers, yeah. goldfish and windshield washer fluid on the dead animal. According to a police call log, what? That, that's that's not what. It's no ritual you know of. No. Next line's the best one, John. The woman then pulled out a Green Bay Packers lawn chair. Wow! Yelled repent at the possum. <laughs> according to the police log. Oh my God! A caller who had been following the woman's vehicle before the incident said the driver's behavior was erratic. Really? Uh, the possum was removed repent. from. Possible Where is it removed. that you go before you go to hell or heaven? What is that? Uh, purgatory. Purgatory, purgatory right. Stop. Yeah. right. Purgatory, right. That's where you bowl. My favorite part of the story is she just happened to have a Green Bay just Packers lawn chair. Yep. I'm going to sit here with this possum for a while. I have a Green Bay Packers lawn chair. It doesn't you. surprise I, I do not keep it you in my carry car. carry it around in the car? Can you run into it's, a possum? It's in my garage, so if I want to sit on my driveway and drink a beer, I pull out the Green Bay Packers lawn But what lawn religion chair. figures in, uh, what did you say they were, goldfish? Which is the snack cracker, yeah, right? How do we know crackers. they weren't real goldfish? Well, I thought they were snack crackers. He doesn't know what goldfish snack crackers are. Though. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. He's cleaned a lot of them out of uh, car seats. Yeah, I have. Right. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. <laughs> and window washer fluid. I know what that is. 
But is it holy washer fluid? <laughs> I don't think it's blessed. No, I don't think anybody blessed it. In Florida, this is a tough one. 42-year-old woman in Orlando is facing murder charges after authorities say she zipped her boyfriend inside a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Deputies responded after Sarah Boone reported Jorge Torres was dead. She told police she put him in the suitcase during a game of hide-and-seek. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Hide-and-seek has now, come up the second now, time. Now, is that case. so he won't see where she was hiding? Oh, or were they that stupid? Good, good point, yeah. Well, she's probably lying, as you'll see as the well, story moves was along it, here. Uh, was it naked hide-and-seek? Boone said they were drinking. I'm in the suitcase. Boone said they were drinking alcohol, and she passed out in bed while he was still in the suitcase. Oh. However... Deputies searched her cell phone and found videos showing Torres yelling he couldn't breathe from inside the suitcase. Boone on the phone can be heard laughing and saying, that's what I feel like when you cheat on me and calling him obscenities. Uh, He was dead in the suitcase. She's now facing second-degree murder charges. Go go back to the hide-and-seek part. Here we go. She said what now to the coppers? That they were playing a game of hide-and-seek. She put him in the suitcase during a game of hide-and-seek. See, that's that's not how the game's played. No, right. no it's not. <laughs> she knows where he is. Yes, that's it. Yeah. See, see. But I have a question. Was he a was he a little fella? Uh, Maybe it was a steamer uh, trunk. Remember the kid yesterday almost died when she climbed into the rifle safe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. When uh, when's the last time you and the bride played little? <laughs> Night and seeker. That, uh, that happened once a year, maybe on the anniversary. Just get out that old green yeah, Samsonite yeah. from the 50s that you lug around. Yeah. Let me see if I can stuff you in this. You know, city tomorrow is on a hide and seek. Hide and seek day. Yeah. You know what, though? If they played, she wouldn't look for him. Right, yeah. right. I can't, I, I'm in the closet. I can't yeah. find you. I'm here in the closet with the vacuum cleaner. Come find me. Right. Uh, I'm in there with Kerm. Yeah. Oh, Kerm. Oh, Kerm. Oh, God. An internal New York Police Department video of police brass warning cops against leaking information to the media has been leaked to the media. On Monday, the Daily News acquired the video of Police Chief uh, Chief of Department Terrence Monahan dressing down rank-and-file cops, warning them against any leaks. He says on the video, anyone who leaks info, photos, and videos to the media will be subject to the strongest possible discipline. I will personally see to it. You know what we do occasionally do? Let us in. Oh, boy. Here Whoa. we go. Leg wrestle. Where you lay, <laughs> you lay on the floor. You know, I'm trying to get that picture out of my mind right now. So next, next. She's facing this way, I'm facing that yeah. way, and you raise the legs yeah, up in the yeah. air three times, yeah. and you see, you, 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 see you can topple. Yeah. Uh, um, so how do we get any chance? Right? Uh, <laughs> seen a lot of plastic, um, some oil. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just straight it's leg just, wrestling. Okay, yeah. Yeah. How, uh, I, I think we should demand a uh, demonstration of this next year at the fair. Because I think so. Bring her out. <laughs> she was there last year. Yeah, uh, we'll bring her out. Hiding out oh, in the audience. We'll get some gonna, mats. We're not going to do it at the fair. <laughs> I bet she kicked your ass, doesn't I she? I, I think the last time she she was the victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many drinks does it take for the two of you to <laughs> crawl zero. down? Zero. This, so was this, done, is... this was done in strict sobriety. Actually, I have to tell you the truth. Uh, Joe remembers it as uh, as leg wrestling, but she's just trying to pick him up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> or are they leg wrestling? Just let me walk right into. Are they leg... leg wrestle? Oh yeah, as a kid. I mean, we. Oh, I think I stopped to... once yeah. I. No, we got. You, you, you can do it. You can get them. I never heard of it. Leg wrestling. 
Yeah, you lock legs on the count of three to see who can be the one that you like get, topples get, the other one. Sounds like the Doctor X figure four leg lock. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. It, is, is this like a warm up for? No, no, it has nothing. It's not. Seek. It's not the pregame. It's uh, it's just. Uh, hey, uh, Katie, uh, Such and the CP <laughs> got this thing. They're coming over. We're gonna leg wrestle. We're gonna divide. We up need a plan. The, we're gonna divide up into teams. We need a plan. Everybody, th- throw your keys into this bowl. We'll get out the fondue. Katie, you're not doing it right. Pat, I drew you. Lay over. So. We're going to get this done in one take. Oh. Come here, take your socks off. Oh, my God. Can I leave my slippers on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're steel toe. Oh, yeah. Okay. You want to see how it's done? No, no God, no. no. We're good. Uh, Brooke, I'll I'll leg wrestle you. Oh, Why that's... do you pick me? I'm working on my Bernie Sanders leg wrestling well, that's not project. Him. That's not him. I can't leg wrestle either. Are you comfortable? I make a good living. Very uncomfortable right oh, now. Yeah, I'm God. very uncomfortable. In uh, Wichita Falls. I thought I was telling an innocent story. How did you let us in for sure? That that's how did it first start? I mean, how did the topic even come up? Hey, was this like a challenge? A bet? You saw somebody do it? I don't know it, how or? it started, but it's been going on for years. Is there? Candles and wine. No, no. And it has nothing to do with the layout, layout, you know. Basically, it's done for the amusement of kids who might be around. Hey, show us that thing. <laughs> Scarred for life. <laughs> was that your last oh item? Was that, was that it? We ready to take a break? Oh, here? I think we should. Speaking Goodbye. of romance. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. You know our buddy Scott, who's in the uh, sensitivity business? Yes. Funeral business? Yes, I know exactly who you're referring to. You know where he is right now? South Africa. What? Hmm. On a safari. Really? Wow. And he writes, I'm a little behind my listening due to the fact that I'm in South America with the CP on safari. I'm sitting by the pool in between safari rides, which are exceptional. Just listen to your observations of the Democratic debate. I can't help when looking and listening to Pete Buttigieg that he may be the modern-day Manchurian candidate. His responses <laughs> are too well rehearsed and his mannerisms too plastic to think otherwise. There must be a handler just out of camera range that turns him on and off. And I'm not talking about his husband. Enjoying... Uh, from the African bush. Scott, a, a P.S., a per year recommendation, I bought two Bintelli e-bikes this summer from EcoFun and four more at Christmas for valued employees. No one likes a bragger, Scott. That's six e-bikes. But he's going to get the coronavirus, so he's not coming back. Ah, these he's all right. <laughs> uh, right now, you can get your own Bintelli e-bike nice. at, at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. And listen, to, pay attention to the dates yep. here. You have through Saturday. You have through Saturday, Feb 29, it's the clearance sale. It's the lowest prices of the year on all Bintelli e-bikes. Uh, you can't go wrong. If you got a bum knee or, uh, you know, you want to be happy when you're riding, uh, get on an e-bike and, uh, and just zip along. You, the, the, the assist is, there's five levels of assist. The latest to go, Joe. Yesterday, Steve came in to get himself and his wife a new Bintelli electric bike so they could have fun riding together. He chose a Tree Camel M1 fat tire e-bike and, e-bike, and she chose a Fusion Step Through fat tire e-bike. What a pair. If I go again, 
Uh, when? I'm going fat tire. I'm going to go fat tire. Oh, I yeah. I promise you. Be- Probably the time to get up there is now. It's now through Saturday. It's the clearance sale on Bentelli e-bikes at EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, lowest prices of the year, and 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 these are values when they're not on sale. So right. I mean, these prices have to be amazing, and uh, they'll store it for you. Isn't that nice. They'll store it until what? The end of March. End of March. It's April. That's when you're gonna start riding. Yeah, that's fantastic. EcoFun Motorsports. It's right downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Isn't that your your wife, uh, the CP's nickname for you, right? Fat Tire? Yeah. For you, Rook, not me. For me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard Hall, Emmitsburg, Iowa. The next time Olson begins to lecture you or any other member of your crew for having a beer or an adult beverage, please inform him that much like the hypocritical jet-setting climate change warriors, he should not be allowed to lecture the rest of us. His tobacco use disqualifies him from lecturing any person about their lifestyle choice. I think he has a valid point. And uh, hail the flashlight. Hail you. you. Uh, Jay Whithoff writes, Joe, we survived the winter hike I emailed you about some time back and challenged Kenny to join. It turned out to be not much of a challenge given that it was 40 degrees, but it was good to be in the Tofty Woods for a couple of days. Oh, right. I'll submit that after a guy snowshoes around Oberg Mountain pulling sleds of gear, pitches camp above the Onion River Valley way back in the snowed-in pines miles from anywhere and cannot be texted, called, emailed, or otherwise tasked with anything by anybody until he feels like hiking out again and he hauls an ice cold can out of about five feet of north shore snow to crack open a cold one enjoyed by the camp uh campfire that's a pretty good beer the i may as well be on the moon right now beer okay also after hearing tractor boy olson's pandering rant on the feb 24 show about you guys not having about you guys having a couple of beers from time to time he's officially disinvited from anything i ever do Uh, i'm I'm an insider so i know the real story and uh glers let me assure you it's more than a couple of beers joe yesterday's podcast you stated that you have seen the polar vortex in the sky. I find this hard to believe for a man who hasn't seen the northern lights, comets, or any <laughs> other sky-gazing events. Yes, I've been, I'm a denier. Joel in uh, Andover. Mm. It's more like blackout drunk. <laughs> for who's that, uh, Kenny? Hail a flashlight. Hail yeah. you. Hail you. Hail you. Hail you, John. Hail you, Joel. Hail you. Hail you. Good day, Mayor. I happened to be visiting my folks on Saturday, the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, and I mentioned it to my old man, whom I'm not sure has ever watched a hockey game in his life. To my surprise, he perked up and recounted that while Team USA was kicking those commie bastards back to the USSR, he was wrapping up a business trip and driving from Lincoln, Nebraska, back home to Mason City, Iowa. He recalled listening to the game on the radio while cruising on I-80 toward Des Moines. Huh. The man who credits himself with over a million miles on the road actually listened to the hockey game, if ever there was one, to tune in for. Mayor, you and the GL staff, not Patrick, are co- absolutely correct that this was a come-together moment. Iowa farm boys, who never had hockey on their radar, were compelled to observe the history of this moment. I wasn't around yet in 1980, but if the uh, spirit of resolve on 911 resembles Lake Placid even a little, I think I know how you all felt. On an entirely different note, GLers recounting their favorite beers got me thinking about a couple of my favorites. It was actually my first, in a way. When I was 17, the old man and I painted Grandpa and Grandma's house. 
When we'd finished, Grandpa came up the basement stairs with an ice cream pail full of beers and offered me one. I looked at my dad, who declared, well, you did a man's work. My favorite (laughs) beer was the first beer with the old man and Grandpa. We lost Grandpa, a World War II vet serving in the Army Corps of Engineers during the Philippine campaign. A few months later, it was the only beer we ever had together. My other favorite beer involves my other grandpa, also a World War II Philippine campaign veteran. He couldn't wait to pull a tab with you and always offered a Miller High Life light five seconds after you walked in the door for a visit or during the holidays. I guess you'd say my second favorite beer is the It's 10 a.m. and Company Just Arrived beer with Grandpa. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for the uh, entertainment. Have a blessed Ash Wednesday, John in Prior Lake. That's a nice one. I, I remember my first one. Your first beer? The old man was cutting the grass. I was only about nine. And he got done cutting the grass, hot summer day. You could smell that fresh mowed lawn. Mm-hmm. He said, go down in the basement and get me a beer. So I brought him a can of hams and was sweating. The can was ice yeah. cold and sweating. He popped the top. And before he took a swig, he said, here, take a sip. That's my story. I didn't get to have a whole beer, but I remember. And then that it the was, floodgates were open. And I remember it was it was the nectar of the gods. Oh yeah, it's the nectar of the gods. That first sip ever. I remember, nothing will ever top it. I remember as a child asking my dad, after cutting the grass, really, I was I was a very young kid. A beer tastes good. Wouldn't a water or a pop satisfy that thirst? And he just looked at me as he's chugging away and said, "Nope." <laughs> Nope. And now I know what he's talking about after cutting the grass and that beer is sweating up a storm. What do the Cuban-Americans Seven. and Hispanic millennials need to know about Bernie Sanders? They need to know quite a bit. Bernie Sanders has spent his entire adult life praising the communist dictators who destroyed our families. This is written by a Cuban-American named... Uh, Ooh. Uh, where in the hell is it? <clears throat> Sopo. Somebody Sopo. Look, is it in the back here? No. Uh, Soap boat? Bernie Sanders has spent his entire adult life praising communist dictators who destroyed our families. In a 1986 speech, Sanders said he was very excited about the Cuban Revolution because Fidel Castro was leading an uprising against ugly, rich people. He meant our families. He also said that President Kennedy's opposition to Castro made him nauseated. Uh, These are not Republican accusations. It's all on video. And Sanders was not a misguided kid when he said this. He was older than we are in his mid to late 40s. Furthermore, when he made these comments, Castro's horrors from the firing squads to political prisoners and even wanting to launch nuclear missiles against the U.S. and kill millions of Americans were already well-known and governments all over the world were turning their backs on him and the Soviets. uh, Sanders wasn't just enamored with Castro and the USSR. In 2011, he published an article on his Senate website that praised Hugo Chavez's Venezuela as a model of the American dream. Mm. Last year, he refused to call Nicolas Maduro a dictator. Sanders also lauded Nicaraguan ruler Daniel Ortega's violent regime and absurdly compared him to Abraham Lincoln. Throughout the 1980s, Sanders even campaigned for open communists running for president of the United States. None of this is normal. Sanders whitewashed Castro with a literacy program. 
It is morally grotesque for anyone, let alone an American presidential candidate, to downplay the atrocities of the Castro regime by pointing to libraries he built. Sanders was parroting communist propaganda, the fact that Castro's achievements were not all they were made out to be. Uh, Europe and Canada are not socialists, but Bernie thinks they are. Bernie Sanders is a Marxist, not a European-style social democrat. For all the time Sanders spends claiming that he only wants the U.S. to be more like Denmark, the details of his policies are very different from those in Northern Europe or the U.K. As British economist Ryan Bourne recently noted, Sanders' agenda is far more radical than even that of socialist Jeremy Corbyn's Labor Party. Yes, Scandinavians have public health care options, but Sanders proposes to go much farther and ban private health insurance. No Scandinavian country does that. Sanders wants to raise corporate taxes to 35%, the same rate Cuba charges foreign companies. Scandinavia's rate is 22%, almost identical to our 21%. Sanders would force 45% of corporate boards to be socialized or employee-controlled. The most they do in Scandinavia is 33%, and the countries like the U.K. have no such requirement. Sanders would push public sector employment levels uh, to 50% of the U.S. labor force. I don't need to go on, do I? He's a bad man. He's a bad man, and they did not go after him hard enough. We know that, but how do we convince his supporters of that? And even... Even if they know that, will they care? I blame uh, I blame any appeal that he is developing with young people on the failed academy. These kids don't know history. Well, we need, they haven't been taught to learn that communism is evil. We need to teach them that. And well, that's why we're here. We've got a matter of months to we're teach them. We're pushing back. We're put, we're doing what we can. I don't know that a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters listen. It's not just kids either. It was a seventy-one-year-old. Can we take a break and I'll see if I can find the letter? Uh, just a moment. Yeah, we can do that. You go ahead and look for that, Joe, while I talk to you about Jack's Cafe. Jack's Cafe is located in northeast Minneapolis, and they do a fantastic job, a fantastic job of giving you a great bang for your meal buck. Three generations. Billy's there right now, and he's very community-oriented, and he's very family-oriented. Speaking of that, if you've got a groom's dinner, maybe you've got a wedding planned, why don't you have your party right there at Jack's Cafe? Online at J-A-X-C-A-F-E dot com. You can't go wrong because what Jack's Cafe does is they understand you're going to come in, you want a great meal, you want a great value, and you want some nice ambiance. Well, their place in northeast Minneapolis does just that. If you're going to go to brunch, take the entire family to a delicious brunch. I did that last summer, and we looked outside at the back patio. It's probably not as summery right now, but it's the ambiance that does such a wonderful job of making you come back. And time after time, I'm getting emails haven't been to Jack's for a couple of decades. Went there. It was the same as I remember. So do yourself a favor. Go to Jack's Cafe online at jaxcafe.com. Make a reservation. Book a party. 612-789-7297. 612-789-7297. Whether it's brunch or whether it's rookie date night value meal, you will have a great time and get back to me. I want to know about your experience at Jack's Cafe, J-A-X-C-A-F-E. Recently, you were inundated with countless home and auto insurance ads around Super Bowl time. Did you really listen to these ads? What were they trying to tell you? They are on your side. Let's hope. They've seen a few things. That's obvious. I truly don't know about you're in good hands or double check. What are we checking? 
They are only one company with one agent. No options. All of them. No options. Call the Canopy Group. Our message is clear. You get 16 companies and 20 professional agents. As home and auto insurance needs change, the Canopy Group will help you find another insurance company to meet your individual needs. No fancy ads, just the simple promise of providing you the best insurance company at the best price, year in, year out. New clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Call the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. It's not just young people who find Bernie appealing. I found this letter to the editor today in the Star Tribune. Oh, yes. As we enter the voting booth on March 3 to vote for who we support for the next Democratic presidential candidate, I encourage all of you who think that a moderate Democrat is the way to go to reconsider. Let me remind you that the state of our country today is as much the fault of moderate Democrats as it is with the current leadership. Obscene military spending, always passed without question, unending war, climate and environmental disaster. What? Where's the disaster? With the military being one of its biggest contributors, lack of health care for many, an epidemic of homelessness, uh, crumbling infrastructure, huge student debt, a government de- uh, dictated to by the ultra-wealthy, etc., uh, were all the price were all with us prior to President Donald Trump. Throughout my entire adult life, 71 years old, we have never been led by a true progressive. We need real change in this country, not moderate change. Please listen to those of us on the left and give us a chance. I believe the best person to help us make the changes we need to make is Sanders. Bernie has spent his entire career focused on the working class and to make this world a better place. He has earned the opportunity to lead us. His visions are bold, but so are some of our problems. Check his record. I have. He's accomplished nothing. Uh, The younger candidates will have another time and should step aside, bury somebody in St. Paul. 71 years old, and the guy's just infatuated with Bernie Sanders. Right. And, and, uh, fella, you're deluded. Uh, Bernie's never accomplished anything. Never accomplished anything. House of Representatives, 91 to 07. Senate, 07 till now. Name me something he's done for the working people of this country. Nothing. Not a thing. There are, in, you must know people who are Sanders fans. No, I do not. I do. Well, maybe it's just the different circles we run in. If I go to my Facebook page, I can find people. I don't have a Facebook page. Well, I can find people I know 50 to 70 who back Sanders. Really? I don't know if they're just leftover. You know, 50 hip, to 70. Leftover hippies or whatever. Really? Yeah. I don't, uh, gratefully, uh, in my circle of knowledge of people, I don't ha- know any Sanders people. I know one in her 40s, and she is uh, quickly losing friends and saying goodbye to lifelong friends because they do not support Bernie and they will vote for Trump. And she is just She's the one that's completely them. Completely unfriending human well, beings. Well, not just on Facebook or Twitter. I mean, real life. That's crazy. friends. Friends for twenty, thirty years. Yep. No longer talking. He's to He's very popular in the um, the service industry crowd. Why? The people that don't have health care, the people that are working either multiple part time jobs or not struggling to get by, but you know they're they're check to check people. Yeah. Uh, he's very popular with that crowd. I know. Well, here's a seventy one year old that thinks he's the answer. 
Give us a chance. <laughs> yeah, okay, pal. <laughs> but you nailed it the other day when you said he, him coming out saying he's he's fighting against the establishment. He is the establishment. He is the establishment. Of course he is. He has been for years and years and years and has never stood out for anything that mm-hmm. he's accomplished, which is gets gets us back to the beginning of the show and the Ann Coulter quote. Uh, she is, she's not worried about Bernie. Bernie wouldn't get anything done. Never has. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, however, terrifies her because Elizabeth Warren would actually implement the stuff Bernie would try to, but Bernie couldn't get it done. It might be fair to say that Bernie's been lazy all these years <laughs> and he's never really had a job. And uh, But he's, he's, uh, he's able to win over the hearts and minds of many people who think he's the answer. Jeez. Why a, it's haunting. Why a, huh? That's haunting. Well, it is. It's, not, it's the mystery. It's, 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 there's no doubt about it. It's a mystery. It's as if they want to will it to happen, will it to be successful, rather than here's the reality of the situation. They're thinking rainbows and unicorns. Plus, he's not releasing his medical records. You think that's nefarious there, that he, there's something there to hide? Well, he's got yes. the bad ticker. I mean, he had a heart attack three months ago. Well, I mean... Is he smoking cigars every day? Uh, he, he, I doubt dirty it. burgers? Two, two out of five here who may have had heart attacks. <laughs> well, whatever. And one that's on his way. <laughs> you didn't have a heart attack, you I said. did. I believe, uh, yes, the, uh, they straightened me out on that. They said I probably did. Oh, what? Wait, wait. All so what? Wait, 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 uh, wait a minute. When did, wait, 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 wait. I told you guys this wouldn't happen. No. Yes, I did. For years what? you've been saying, no. Kenny, I didn't no. have a heart attack. And I've been no. baiting you. No, to, um, my two-year, uh, when I had to go back to the cardiologist, uh, they did uh, an updated thing. We did a, a, a stress, stress test, test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it uh, talked about uh, the scar on my heart, blah, blah, blah. So I said to him, blah, if, blah, I have blah. A, if I have a scar on my heart, does that mean I had a heart attack? He goes, yeah, you probably had a heart attack. Hmm. I said, well, I've been telling people for two years I didn't have a heart attack. I just had blockage. He goes, it doesn't matter. Same thing. It doesn't matter. Your heart's not weakened, so it doesn't matter. Well, like an alcoholic that's going through an intervention or a treatment program, I think you need to go back and apologize to yep. each and every person that you, you said, should. no, I didn't have a heart attack. I so. think you should. I don't really like any of you guys except Joe. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, told, routinely when you were gone for about three three or four months, whatever, however long that was, when yeah. I would be sitting at your desk Two months. and I Two would months. be asked about you at least six times a day, I would say, he's well, he had a heart death. attack. Yeah, he's, he's near, near death. death. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. hanging on. He'll be back shortly. Well, yeah. Okay. That's that's great. We got her. <laughs> would this be a bad time to talk about bratwurst? There's no bad time to talk about. I don't think there is either. No, No. there's no bad time. Another warm up this weekend. I hope. Uh huh. Little grilling coming. Someone's got to make a run this week. Uh, Anna, Anna will fly if we buy. All right, we might have to take her up on that. Well, hell, if you're going to go to Matamita, you might as well go to Hugo. Right. It's not that much farther. That's true. Right up the road. Boom. Because I'm talking about Grunhofer's old fashioned meat. It's in Hugo, at the north end of Hugo. That's not a long stretch. It's not like Broadway. Doesn't take you forever. (laughs) Right the north uh, end of downtown Hugo, right on Highway 61, you can't miss it. They still have the red GL sign out front? Yes. I bet he does. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, 14 kinds of summer sausage, uh, pre-made, oven-ready meatloaf. Uh, if you're making some soup, how about uh, oxtails? What do you do with these things? Do you, is this what you yeah, put oxtails? in the broth? Yeah, you put them in the broth, you get all the protein out of it. and Beef the, shanks? Uh, yeah. Uh, pork hocks, fresh and smoked. Well, boom. That would be used to make soup. Throw them in there. Pork neck bones. I've never done it, but yes. Put that in the soup. Yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? A new brat. Beer cheese brat. 
Put that in the soup. Put that in the soup. <laughs> Pork, beer, cheese, cheese curds, bacon, green onion, cheddar cheese. Throw it all in the soup. Oh, uh, what a soup! Soup. Bratwurst yeah. soup. I would I would eat it with a fork so I got brat every time. Isn't that something? Yep. That might be something that you could uh, we could uh, you invent. Could do that. Yeah, you could make that. What about head cheese? Pig face? Do they have that? I don't know what uh, that is. Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably pretty good there. I just made that up. I have no idea. I have no head idea cheese. what it is. Yeah. I've heard the term. I've heard the term. Yeah, any good butcher shop's got some. Pig pig face? Yeah, they got it all. Why is it called pig face? I just made that term up. Pig face cheese? I don't know. No, they don't have that. You know the best part? It's all quality at Grunhofer's. It's quality Do you know the best part of the the, uh, pork, the pig? The tail. The cheek. And you know, Anthony Bourdain always wanted the jowl. Whenever yep. they cooked a pig outdoors, yes. he always I, I, wanted the I swear by always. it because I've I'm going to have to it. talk to Spencer about this. Yeah. He did. That's all did, he wanted. But could you go to Spencer's and get a jowl of a pig? I don't know if they specifically... I've only eaten it at a pig roast, so That's, I don't know yeah. how it's prepared. Is it like fighting over the gizzard? Uh, I've never seen that done other than at your house at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, we fight over uh, the but, gizzard. Uh, oh, yeah, no. we My haven't... sister-in-law has to have the gizzard. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. You mean people eat the gizzard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she loves it. Yeah, yeah. you pop it in and uh, kind of go, yeah. chew on it for yeah. a few right. hours. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats and Hugo. <laughs> Take it out. And not, it you're not going to get a gizzard <laughs> sorry, there. I sorry, bet. sorry, Spence. If you want it, he'll get it for you. <laughs> I want a gizzard you brought. A gizzard Spence. fetish. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, Scott Johnson from the Powerline blog. He's done a lot of lot of reporting on Ilhan Omar, and rather than us try to figure it out, let's have an expert in here to figure it out. <laughs> Sounds All good right? to me. Right. Tomorrow, well, that was live. Actual current, current and accurate information. <laughs> right off the bat, tomorrow, live in studio. Sounds like a plan. Thank you for tuning in to the Garage Logic podcast. Speaking of grilling this weekend, get to Fratelloni's. Get yourself a new grill. I just chatted with Mike Fratelloni this morning at about 5.18 a.m. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was at uh, <laughs> this other place, and I don't know what he was doing up. But anyway, I, I required a going? favor. I don't know. Uh, I required a favor of him, and he said yes. So all of your needs for, are met at Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. You guys Guard run stores. in... T- were you like at jail? Is that where you were? Well, like five eighteen in the morning and asking for a special favor sounds kind of freaky, doesn't it? It, it really it, it's you need the secret knock. Is he gonna be here for the beer show tomorrow? God I hope so. Yeah. Well, Chris will find out tomorrow <laughs> at six o'clock. Uh, pod MN on your phone app or online at podmn.com for all of your Minnesota podcast listening.